Sunday, March 28th, the updated Williams and Bloom podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. If you enjoy our podcast, you should give us a rating. Only if you're going to do a good one, though. Don't be a jerk and go on there and give us two stars. Uh, you should really you should do that, though. It helps us with all the like metrics. Stuff like that. Uh, we're sipping on a Cody Road tonight. We're going to talk a lot about the shakeup of Big 12 basketball, silly season, a lot of coaching changes going around. What does that mean for Iowa State? We'll get to it. We're going to talk about Iowa State's new coaching staff, which we believe will be finalized here in the next couple of days. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. It's simple. Well, you know, a lot of people, Bloom, they've, over the last year, that you, you start to like reassess things that make you happy in life. Yes. If you haven't done that this past year, then. Yeah, then well, what are you going to do? do it? Um, I would encourage you, if you're not help, if you're not happy with your professional situation, just go to MacDine.com. Click on their careers tab. I, I personally know the CEO here. Um, I know the guys who created MacDine, they're Iowa Staters. This is this phenomenal worldwide company that is based out of Marshalltown. If you like technology, if you like being a part of a team, if you like innovation, Mechdyne is a good spot, and there's all sorts of jobs open. Uh, Young IT people, it's a great way to get in the door. Uh, Human resources, whatever you might be in, marketing, any of that stuff, go to Mechdyne.com. Check out their careers page. All right, the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast. Well, it's starting right now, and you know how we start things. Let's fire up some English. Yeah. This is a new remastered specifically for the Williams and Bloom pod. Man, we've made it. He brought the horns in earlier. Did you notice that? I'm a big horn guy. The actual, uh, the new English album will be coming out this summer. I had somebody ask me that. I've had a lot of people. Who's, who's, what's the song? I'm like, well, look, can you get it anywhere yet? I don't know if you can get it anywhere yet. He's going to give me all that info here in the coming weeks. So, like, this is like a sneak peek for everybody. Right. Anyways, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, Bloom, how was your weekend? It was long. <laughs> yeah. Just Cody Rhodes going down smooth. It does taste good tonight. Uh, three-year-old family birthday party this weekend. Fun. Meant, so it was neat. I mean, obviously, last year at this time, you couldn't be around anybody. And now both of uh, my folks, my wife's folks, are fully vaccinated. And so we're able to actually have a... At a full time get together, but it also meant family was in town for the most of the weekend. So, man, kudos to all you f- folks who do the birthday parties because I just I'm, I'm worn out. It's yeah. not. It's not. I mean, it's great for the kid, but man, it's a lot. It's a lot of work sometimes doing all the coordination. Yeah. No, I hear you. I had a just pretty quiet weekend. I, it was kind of a bummer of a weekend for me. I I was so looking forward to the NASCAR dirt races. Yeah. And they. They just got rain. They're, they're like a flood down there. Did you see like around the track just flooded everywhere? I did so, not, but that's not good with dirt. Could they run? They probably couldn't even run even on the actually the asphalt. Weird way. May even have a better chance to run on the dirt because they put a lot of water down on that thing anyways. Okay. And then you just pack it in, but whatever. Um, 
That's tomorrow that, now? Yeah, it's going to be Monday. That was a bummer. I thought the basketball's been okay. It hasn't been great. It's okay. It's what is with the just so many or so few possessions these days? Are we noticing a trend in college basketball or is the talent down? I, I mean, I think it's I think it's talent for one, but it's been interesting that even the the high tempo teams they've been dragged down into this yeah. half court battle, and really the slowdown teams have been winning, which proves again in college basketball. You can win pretty much any way. Like, you really can. I mean, I was looking at the the three-point totals just before we went on here, Chris, and Arkansas won a game with one three made. Now, granted, it was against Oral Bob. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> the, and when then, you call it Oral Bob, it, sound, it just seems a lot different. I guess Oral Bob's, technically, since yeah. there's it's plural. Oral, oral Bobbies. <laughs> um, but they... And Michigan made three... I mean, these teams aren't shooting the ball well at all. And I think that's what's dragging down the possessions as well. But it's just, it hasn't been great basketball. It's been entertaining. But there's a reason why um, there's there's folks that are highfalutin like myself that prefer the NBA game. Because yeah. the, ball, the ball goes in the basket. Yeah. There hadn't been a lot of that. There's not been a lot of that. There has not been a lot of that in the Sweet 16. All right, uh, we have we we do have a lot of college basketball to get to. We'll start local and we'll work outward to the Big 12 uh, with Lon Kruger retiring this week. Shaka Smart leaves Texas for Marquette. It looks like they're targeting Chris Beard among a couple other uh, potential options. And um, I do have some notes on the rest of the country as far as future recruiting battles for Iowa State yes. and T.J. Otzelberger's staff. I feel comfortable saying this. It's it's not a great secret um, that Kyle Green from Ben Jacobson, uh, his associate head coach at Northern Iowa, um, I, I do believe that there's a very high probability that he will be introduced as Iowa State's new associate head coach later on this week and uh i'll let you respond to that what do you what do you think of this potential move by otzelberg i think it's great Uh, a lot of respect for what kyle and jacobson have done at you and i and he is certainly well respected within the business and he just fits exactly what tj laid out on that press conference is they're going to focus on the upper Midwest and what Kyle's from Minneapolis has coached in Minnesota and in Wisconsin. And then as the associate head coach for UNI has been largely responsible for the recruiting and look at the UNI roster, it's Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, almost exclusively. And I would point out too, that he was really there early with Tom Crean building that Marquette roster. Oh, so yeah, even go way back early, into the early yeah, 2000s. Early in those right. days. So he does have some P5. Like, it, this isn't all... For sure. And if you look at... If you just look at scholarship offers for some of these high major guys from the area, if you look at their first offer, a lot of times it was from you and I, mm-hmm. which means that... And Tyrese Halliburton is a great example. Tyrese Halliburton's first offer was from Milwaukee. His second was from you and I. Mm. The... The high majors didn't get in until like five months after you and I did. Mm-hmm. What, so what does that mean? It means that Kyle Green, who was responsible for that, I think he was, for that offer to Tyrese, could double check on that, eyes talent early. And if you can spot the talent, develop a relationship, then when the big boys start start jumping in, 
you already have that established rapport. And that's great. And so I, not only is it being able to recruit that talent, but be able to identify, you know, when they're freshmen and sophomores that, hey, this person has the potential to be really good. Because let's face it, as good as TJ is in recruiting, Iowa State is still not going to be swimming in the McDonald's All-American pool. No. And so you have to find that sweet spot. And generally for Iowa State, the sweet spot is, for if you look at the great players over the last decade, it's ranked 75 to 150, and then you develop them really well. I mean, Iowa State's had one All-American in its history, Marcus Pfizer. They've had three, I believe, four maybe, top 50 guys in history. Oh, by All-American, you mean McDonald's All-American. Yeah, McDonald's All-American. Yeah. Yep. Sorry if I didn't. And that's Pfizer's still the only one. I think they've had four via rivals, because they have the longest history with their service, of top 50 guys and it's Haluska, Pfizer, although I, I don't think it was around when Pfizer was there, but Haluska, Pfizer, Brackens, Thomas, Tyrese Hunter, if you want to include him. So there, there, there haven't been that many. But yeah. where Iowa State really has excelled is the Monte Morris's, the George Niangs of the world that are like 75 Melvin to Edgems. Yep. And then you develop them. And that's what Iowa State is going to have to be to be successful. TJ's a great recruiter. He's still not going to be beating Kentucky for God, for no. guys. And so you got to identify those up in the upper Midwest and then win them over and develop them along the way. So I think that's why I think Kyle makes a lot of sense. You you know his history with TJ, and that makes sense from the continuity aspect as well. It, it does, And this goes back to bef- even before – the uh, the Greg McDermott and you and I days uh, when when Kyle was at Marquette like this this is a multiple decade long relationship where I forgot he was at Marquette too yeah so he could, just, would have been a part of that Dwayne Wade yes era back in that th- yeah. those days yeah and then you know um, TJ's sticking with what he said I mean if you he's only made a couple of offers so far since he got here uh, one of them to Damon Lipsy. Obviously, the Ames. young yeah. man out of Ames, he doesn't want to let him get away. And then um, uh, the King kid, um, another Minnesota kid whose brother played for TJ at South Dakota State. Um, so, hmm. again, you're, you're kind of just looking around at some of the things he's done since that opening press conference. Daniel Robinson recruits the upper Midwest. Kyle Green is an upper Midwest guy. TJ's an upper Midwest guy. I do have a pretty good idea who the next assistant will be. Don't want to say it yet in case it doesn't happen. Another guy who, a younger one who will... Be familiar with the area. Yes. I mean, out of Milwaukee. They're going to have that. They're going to be as well connected in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, perhaps Nebraska, Missouri... I don't know if I'd go so far to Missouri, but you know what I mean. That area, mm-hmm. the upper Midwest, they'll be as well connected as any staff. Now, you know, what does that mean? We'll find out. But the point is, the game plan that he laid out, Yes, he's going for it. They're not, that wasn't just lip service in a press conference. Well, and then the people in this area are aware of Iowa State. Yes. I still think you have the opportunity to dip into Texas a little bit too, just because you play down Yeah, there. they will. They're not just going right. to recruit. But the, that's what, it's not, I mean... This the previous staff, Prome, William Small, uh, Neil Barry at the time, they were all from, you know, the southeast. And they, yeah. they tried. They tried like heck to recruit Memphis and mm-hmm. um, Alabama and Mississippi and just couldn't couldn't quite make the connection. Now, maybe that would have 
happened over time, but just didn't quite work. I mean, they got a couple guys from that area, but it, nothing really stuck. And that's why I think this staff with the ties in this area will pay off at least sooner uh, than, than the previous staff did. So I think it's, I think it has a chance to be really nice makeup. And then Kyle as well. He's been a head coach. He's thought of as a pr- pretty solid tactician. And, you know, I think some people think of you and I and think, oh, man, slow down like you were talking about earlier. Just kind of half-court battle it out. Their tempo in the last three years since they, they signed AJ, uh, Kyle's son, it's been a way faster. Yeah. So they're modern now. Yeah. So I don't think Kyle's bringing in here and, and just running a bunch of set plays like Jacobson used to do. Um, I wouldn't think of that at all. I still think Iowa State plans to be – Think more Alabama as far as up tempo than slow down like Loyola. Yeah, and I, and I just uh, as far as that goes, just my familiarity with TJ's coaching. You know, I don't know if they're going to try and play top fifty pace yet. I, no, I, I don't think. You now should. let's see if you, you know, get if you get Hunter and, if you get Hunter yeah. and a grad transfer and Coleman lands his back or whatever, then maybe you try it. But I, I just. I watch his UNLV teams too much to know that he, if he doesn't feel like he has those guys, he's not going to try and get you in a track meet where he knows we can't make as many shots as the other guy. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? So if, if you're playing fast, but you're still missing shots, it that's, does you no good. That's a problem, yeah. right? I mean, think of it like football ugly. too. Like, I mean, if, if you can't keep up with, you know, the old leech teams, then you probably should try and keep the ball away from Right. Yes. So we'll see. Um, there's a lot of scholarships open. Uh, we did some reporting last week in the premium board about some early um, transfers uh, that I think Iowa state will be in on. And um, it's, you know, it's encouraging what we'll, we'll see. It's so early and there's like 25 guys are joining the transfer portal daily yeah, right now. It's so nuts. it's so, so early. And I do think once the staff is finalized this week, that's when recruiting really starts to take off. Well, then the one signed this week, too. Came yes. Oh, yeah. State. What did you think about that, young man? I think it's great. I mean, listen, numbers aren't out of this world, but the a- analytical darling. He's actually great when I mean, it the, comes to the analytics. Love it. it His it, rebounding percentage. Yep, exactly. And, so you, yeah. it's, it's really hard to find – Six foot eight guys that not only rebound well at a high rate, but also shoots a three at a good percentage. And so those guys are extremely valuable. And I'm glad Iowa State got him when they did because he was, he's one of those where if coaches in the tournament get a chance to get a second look at him and go, wait a second, if you extrapolate those numbers, he was playing what, 17 minutes a game at Washington State over. X number of minutes, he's way more valuable than his numbers look. Correct. And that's why, I mean, I think, what, 34% from three, which doesn't strike you in the face, but at 6'8", with his rebound rate, to get a guy that can stretch the floor like that, that's that he can play on any team in America with those numbers. Yeah, and, and I also think it's important when you have as many scholarships as Iowa State has, you have to hit some singles. Well, like, I, everything can't be, you know... Uh, Bryce D. John Jones or yeah, uh, and the, but DeAndre it's King. Super valuable. Like I don't even think that's a they got better single. The I mean, team got better with that. Yeah, he with is that guy. An extremely valuable piece against rebounded at one of the better rates in the Pac-12, which is, is the best conference in college basketball. Yeah, clearly, and uh, <laughs> and shoots it. And he's and he's a fiery guy too. Like so, I think he was hurt a little bit. He he played a lot more minutes as the season went went on and got better. And what he has two years left, I believe. So. I think um, a lot of potential for, for Jazz. 
Good name too. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That happened. I forgot about. I, I hadn't put that in my notes. So so thanks for bringing that to my attention. Um, okay, spring football starts this week. I believe it starts tomorrow on on Monday. Actually, uh, we'll have complete coverage. Top uh, ten cyclone football team for this <laughs> for the top ten cyclone football team coming up. All week, Jared and Rob will be all over that. Our spring football coverage is presented by our friends at A-plus Lawn and Landscape, who are also a uh, supporter of the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast here. Coming up this week, uh, I believe on uh, Tuesday, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and get my lawnmower. I'm going to set it out on my front porch. Then I'll magically... An engineer, what are you want to call it? A mechanic, uh, one of the servicemen from A plus. Maybe it's a woman from A plus yep. lawn and landscape will magically appear at my door. When I get home, the blades are going to be sharpened and the oil is going to be changed. And bada boom, I'm ready to cut grass. It's that simple. Check them out at A plus lawn and landscape. I would I would. I would, I would strongly encourage you guys to let them do the chemicals on your yard. Aplusslawn.com. Hell, they'll even mow it for you if you want. I personally like to mow my yard. If I didn't, I would call. I did have a busy, busy. It was two summers ago. Yep. And it got so nuts with football. And we had just so much going on with work where I actually called and had Aplus to cut my yard a uh, couple the, times. They, do the, they can treat your yard too, right? Oh, yeah. That, that's what I mean with yeah. the chemicals. Let yeah, them do the chemical. it. Let, let them do the chemicals. Yeah. Aplusslawn.com. When you call them, tell them that Cyclone Fanatic sent you. The uh, spring football, yeah, that, that starts up. It, it is interesting, like, as good as Iowa State's going to be in football this year. I, I have less interest in it because of, one, the basketball thing's been moving so quickly. But, two, like, um, you know, like when we've sucked, in the past, it's like, oh, well, I wonder if this guy can step in. It's like, oh, I know 20 of the starters. Right. It's the same, same cast. Again. You know what I mean? There's not that many stories, no. which is great. That's a good. Fantastic. This is the first time I really remember being in this situation. I mean, what are your top stories? Oh, we got uh, Dion Broomfield's new coach. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, um, I'm I'm nuts. I always want to know D-line. Where's our depth? You know, who's 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 pushing those guys? Yep. I think Will McDonald's maturation uh, is, is something I would put on there. I'd be interested in the secondary. Yep. You know, talk about those guys a little bit, but I uh, maybe there's a receiver that's yeah growing. Yep. 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 I did see uh, Sean Shaw kind of came out this week that he he practiced twice before the opening week, so he was slow to start yeah. for good reason. He did not get well, the reps. I, mean, so I think there's things like that that. There are those – Shaw was only a, a sophomore this year, so there's room for growth for a lot of these guys. But So what's keeping Iowa State from being a playoff contender? That would be one question I would ask this spring, but I'm looking at – Oh, you, Campbell ain't giving you an answer I to know, that. Well, I, know, I mean, it's I'm day by day. The I, reality is <laughs> – I need a playmaking receiver to help out Hutchinson. Yep. Is Tariq Milton better? Tariq Milton's the guy. He was uh, never himself last year. Maybe he's the guy. Maybe it's uh the kid from Bettendorf, Porter. Yeah. I mean there's like uh, him a lot. Yep. And then depth in the secondary. Where are we at there? I mean, you lose some good players, Lawrence White, for one. Who's moving around? Did yep. anybody switch positions? Um one guy to keep an eye on. What's the kid from Villanova? Amos Lee. Yeah. I think he'll he'll help. Yeah, I mean, he probably will he'll start. He'll probably start. Yeah. 
which I didn't realize until this week. Same high school as Aishim Young? Oh, I didn't know that. I think so. Hmm. Don't quote me on that, but same general area. So the, uh, Capone. Yeah. Matt. Matt, the... I don't even know what his official position is Defensive now. They moved, backs coach they moved him around a little bit with uh, DK moving along to the Eagles. But uh, he recruited that area at West Virginia, and um, that's where the relationship came from. Uh, cornerbacks coach. Is it What's Amos Lee's high school? I'm pretty sure it's the same as Aishim. I don't know. Okay, you anyway, it'll, it's the same general area. You'll have to look that one up. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he's the he, – so – yeah, he's the cornerbacks coach. That's his official title. Okay. Defensive backs coach when he was at West Virginia. He was the safeties coach at Arizona. So he's he's coached them all. Well, I'm, I'm, I might be getting the name wrong of the the kid in the secondary, too. Anyway. The Villanova kid. Villanova kid. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, not, we're not midseason form <laughs> yet go. with it football. Still won't hurt. We've been doing a I coaching. I apologize to Villanova, young man. We've been doing a coaching yeah. search here. Uh, do you have anything else on spring football? I no, really, I really don't. We are going to have a series of spring football podcasts with our football guys, with Jeff, with um, I believe we were going to invite Brett and Todd to do one. Jaquan Amos. Jaquan Amos. Okay. And what were you calling? I was him? calling him Amos Lee. I think it's a musician, actually. Anyway, <laughs> Jaquan, we apologize. Sorry, Jaquan. And. That's the young man. He's he's gonna listen. And he's gonna. You'll, he goes. You'll know my name. Into September, you'll know my name, Mr. Amos. Uh, okay, where do we go from here? I would like to talk about Big Twelve basketball, and I want to do that after we thank our friends at Gravitate. No spring game, though, right? Not that I'm aware yeah. of. We we I think were that might be a thing of the past. We were sent out a schedule. I'm just gonna pull up that schedule one more time here. Yeah, I mean. If they're going to have one, it's not on the schedule that we were sent. Got it. So I would I would just assume to, that we're not going to get a spring game, which kind of sucks because it's like your top 10 team be kind of fun. But, you know, that pandemic thing still going on. And and I just don't think Campbell likes the spring game. Oh, you're damn right. He doesn't like the spring game. <laughs> he it hates it. I, I say I don't, as long as Campbell's the coach and I mean, everybody buys into that, then uh, no spring game. According to Campbell, it's like I don't even know how much like hitting they're going to do this right. spring. Totally. This The pandemic was really good for Iowa State football. Apparently. That's what Matt thinks. I mean, if you've read his quotes and stuff, mm-hmm. so I guess I'll take his word for it. It's hard to doubt the man Not at this doubt, point. Doubting Matt Campbell. Uh, gravitate Coworking, GravitateCoworking.com. Such a cool concept here where these co, I don't know, uh, productive, happy places. I think that's what, it's, that's what it says on their website. But it's for these people who they don't have like an office to go to. A lot of techies mm-hmm. do this, but you can rent like chairs. You could rent offices. You could rent even mailboxes, whatever. And you go there and you, you split it up. It's it's really cool. I want to check out the one downtown on Locust. Uh, there's one Midtown. Cedar Falls, brand new in Cedar Falls opening up. And then uh, f- the first like rural one like that. I, I, I don't think that these are around as much of rural Iowa in Jefferson. I love going to Jefferson to the Wild Rose Casino, the DraftKings Sportsbook up there. So, yeah, check them out at GravitateCoworking.com. If you've been working from home during the pandemic and you need a change of scenery, uh, but you're not going to be brought back to the office like much of America, this could be a good option for you. 
And if you're not sure, go check out the place downtown yeah. and you're in Des Moines. Jeff's an awesome guy. Yeah, good guy. He'll show you a tour. Tell him we sent coffee. you. Yeah. Yeah. Big Jeff. cyclone, Jeff Wood. Really good guy. Really good guy. All right. Um, so, Long Kruger retired this week. Um, right after his son, Kevin, got the UNLV job that... The Is there a connection? TJ, I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know that, but... <laughs> There's not a whole lot for Lon to do in this. No, and, and he be, to get his son up and running. He could go and help like that. He could help, and he, he is a special assistant. And I'll and tell you, he is revered guy. down yeah. there in Las Vegas. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's unfortunate for Oklahoma because he did such a good job there. I don't know. I think that's interesting with, with them and Texas open at the same time. Arguably, the arguably, I'm not saying basketball wise, but the 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 two most visible athletic departments. Yes. Not basketball programs, but yeah, athletic departments. They will both want to swing for the fences. I think. Oklahoma's a little bit harder to do. I don't know Texas. what Oklahoma's going to do. I'm stumped there. I mean the, so you can go with the 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 current event and hire the Oral Oral Roberts coach, Paul Mills, who spent several years at on Scott Drew's bench. And then has become a darling this year, but they finished fourth in the summit. Like that's a big dude. Leap. I mean, I watched South Dakota State with Hindo. Yeah, like they shouldn't have even won that championship game. They should not have. <laughs> but that I mean, the, so kudos for Paul Mills to getting himself yeah, great. to this point. Great job. In a fun style of basketball. I think that could be a stretch. You also stay in the Scott Drew family. Everything revolves around Scott Drew now. What is this world? What about Jerome Tang? I think Jerome Tang or the guy at North Texas who also won a game in the NCAA tournament. Uh, McCaslin's his name. Coslin McCaslin. Also a former Scott Drew coach. They they play fast, right? No, they're super oh, slow. Are they, they're slow. They're I knew like they were defensive. an extreme. Gross. It's gross basketball. Okay. I knew so they I were an extreme. I, okay. I don't know if that'll work. But again, Big 12 ties. He was with Drew for a while. And then know. I don't know. Like, where do you go? What about Bryce Drew? Bryce Drew or... The name you've heard a little bit is, uh, well, two of them. They kind of got thrown around for Iowa State, and I don't know if they're viable or not for Iowa State, but Mark Turgeon and Dana Altman. Would all, so that's funny you say that. Let's go to Texas for a minute. Yep. And this is from the um, 247 site from... Texas. Our old buddy Chip Brown. Yeah, and they reported today that Beard is like the guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he, he believes they will do multiple interviews and he thinks Altman will interview at Texas. Yeah, I mean you as we watch his team play in the Sweet right, Sixteen. He's just getting right now. drilled at the moment. Um you heard, you've heard his name a lot, but you hear his name every offseason. Like he, what's going on with him? He must uh, have well, a really chatty agent. It's he's probably got the same agent as Mike Gundy. <laughs> yeah. Mike Gundy's name is brought up with every job. Oh, it's like, oh, the Delaware job. So, so Gun- let's, let's maybe ex- Gundy would explain be this, right? Because yeah. This is a concept that happens every yeah. offseason. This is a it, good educational thing for fans. It drives you nuts because it's like, Dana, what are you doing? But he's not paid well at Oregon. He's not paid. He's paid well. He's not paid as a top 10 coach. And he always seems like he's angling for a raise or a move or something. So talk talk us through the mechanics of yeah, so, silly season. Well, the chattiest 
the one. Do you remember Buzz Williams used to be tossed? Oh, he was moving all over every job every year. So a lot of times, and this is what happened with Jeff Hornacek's agent and me. The last time Iowa State had an opening, and I. So for those who who don't remember oh, this, way and, back machine. Well, I. I mean, I had lockdown sources, like multiple sources, and that Iowa State was wanting to interview Hornacek. Okay, they so this is after Fred left. Yeah, they wanted him to be a part of the process, but they weren't just going to give him the job. Okay, well, interesting. Hornacek, I believe... He was, he was, in, the head, he was still at the Suns, he was the but head he coach. was kind of on the... He was the head coach of the Suns, but we all kind of knew he was going to get fired. Yeah, he was on the outs there. Well, and I could totally see why Jeff Hornacek wouldn't want to just up and go interview for this job while he currently had one. Like, I, I get it. Yes. But that was the thing. Like, Hornacek was not prepared to be a part of a process. He wanted to be given the job. Yes. And that remember, at that time, Iowa State was using a search firm. We had a diff, different president at Iowa State at the time. They wanted to go through mm-hmm. this process. Well, that was basically what I... I don't remember what the exact report said, but I... I'm. I'll take it to my grave that I was 100% accurate. Well, the agent was pissed because it took away their leverage. leverage completely. They wanted to leverage the Iowa State job with Somewhere the Phoenix else. job. Yeah. Jeff wasn't really interested in the Iowa State job. It was a leverage type thing. And the reason I tell that story hmm. is because there's oftentimes where fans will constantly hear the same coaches get brought up as far as other jobs go. Sometimes it's true. Like in the case of Matt Campbell, where he could be getting all these jobs, sometimes a guy like Mike Gundy has absolutely no. Um, he was getting brought up for like Big Ten jobs, weird, just yeah. weird, Rip one weird job. Ones. But for yeah. the last ten years, like yeah. he's always Almost been every year. that guy. Buzz Williams was always that guy. Dana Altman is always that guy. And what that is is generally you have an agent who's leaking this to reporters to get the attention of the current boss. Or if that was get the attention you. of T Boom Pickens at the time. So then, or, so then the AD at Oregon says, or he hears, well, we know Texas is going to pay. Yeah, I better increase your. I better give him an extension, yeah, or, or an extension I better or something. Right, and it was the same thing I said when UNLV came back and offered Otzelberger an extension when they found out Iowa State was interested. Well, had TJ done enough there to warrant that? No, but they liked him and they wanted to keep him, and now. Somebody else wants him. It's happens all the time yeah. in business. I mean, I yeah. guarantee people listening to this podcast have had this happen in their lives before. You know, it's it's nice to be wanted, then you can use it to your advantage. Yeah, I think but, Dane every once in a while. But sometimes you're not even wanted. There, it's just being it's being presented that way by somebody your, your agent who has a financial interest in you making more money. I mean, the agent absolutely does, and that's their job. Ten percent. That is their job to get you as much money in the best position as possible. Now you also like hmm. if, um, if Altman, for instance, here like had zero interest in these jobs and was content with what he was making, he could tell his agent to shut up yeah, too, but he doesn't. And th- there's also the plausible deniability where these guys, I never had a conversation. I, 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 well, I never talked Dana's, to Texas. <laughs> Dana's been flirting with jobs forever. It seems like, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, going Arkansas back to the Creighton job. days. Yeah, the Creighton. And yeah. I, maybe that's just how he operates. So, anyways, Brown is reporting uh, that 
they would talk to him. Beard is the top guy. He thinks they will do a couple more interviews. Altman was listed, and then Royal Ivy from yeah. the Nets. Yeah, he interviewed. Apparently, he interviewed today. Oh, okay. All right. So Ivy, what's his deal? That well, was, I mean, that kind of yeah. So it's, this would be a appease the Texas player alumni base. Oh, okay. Of which there are some famous ones, including yeah. Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant wants Russ Springman to get the job. <laughs> He's the old. Um, did you read those quotes? No. Yeah, he's the old uh, Rick Barnes associate head no, coach no. from back in the day. He it's, ain't it's getting the job. Brilliant. Yeah, sorry, Kevin. But Roy Royal Ivy played super successful. He was on. Uh, Don't those, be mistaken with Herkel. No, he was on some of those TJ Ford teams. If I'm getting my history. Yeah, that's right. And um, nice player has been an assistant coach in the NBA for three years now with the Nets, and still. Kind of a stretch, in my opinion, for Ivy, but he's not getting that. He job. would he a young guy, dynamic, so it'd be kind of off the. Uh, it's a the little Fred bit. Hoiberg playbook, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. He's not getting the job. But f- Texas right now is bigger than where Iowa State was ten years ago, in the so, dynamics of the world. Real quick, the beard thing. Now, I mean, if you get beard, you take beard. I I believe Iowa State fans should be praying for Chris Beard to take this Texas job. Yeah. Texas is always going to be a tough out no matter who the coach is, right? Even like with Shaka, haven't won a tournament game, but even like when Iowa State was really humming, you never just... It still didn't play well down there. No, and you never just were like, oh, this is a gimme. They always had guys. Back in the day, Tech was a gimme. (laughs) It was. You knew you were going to beat Tech, other than that one Hoiberg team that couldn't make a shot down there. The Corey Lucius and, team. And usually you beat them twice. Yes. Yep. And you don't have the gimmies in the Big Ten, in the Big 12 right now, especially with, you know, TCU's respectable. Baylor um, is a power now under Scott True. Lon Kruger has had Oklahoma humming. Uh, Mike Boynton is a really good coach that I think can do really good things at Oklahoma Her Texas, State. He's on the Texas shortlist, too. Boynton. That would be a really good hire. It'd be interesting it, if you poach from the Big 12 again. But my point being... Um, you don't need yeah, Lubbock, don't Texas need, to no, be a power. No, you do not. That makes it exponentially more difficult if you're Iowa State to rebuild, right? 100%. I mean, wh- one of the biggest downfalls for Steve Prohm at Iowa State was the resurgence of the Texas Techs of the world. Yeah. And K-State for the couple years they were up. Because, again, you are who you're playing. And when Tech is good and K-State is good, I don't know if K-State wasn't good this year, those are two programs that traditionally, traditionally, Iowa State should be above. And when they're good, it just makes it even more difficult because you know Kansas is always going to be there. You know Texas is always going to be there for the most part. And then Baylor's been so consistent. That was an automatic W forever until I don't, Drew turned them around. I just don't think that Oklahoma State's going anywhere. Well, I mean, uh, Cunningham is a all-timer there, but like they were good without him. Yeah, I mean, I think their roster, their roster is set up to be successful as long as Boynton's there. I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree there. So, but if you get Tech, I mean, Tech is really... Bit, now, Tubby got them to the tournament his last year there. However, yeah, but they were like a bubble type they, Yeah, team. they like were like it, an It, it was nine. nothing like this. If Beard, if Beard moves on, I would guess Tech then tries to hire one of the assistants to at least try and keep it in the family for a little bit. Yeah. And they've got so... Um, Sean Sutton's on that staff. That'd uh, be a big roll of the dice. A guy that kind of didn't work out at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think 
Donna Wald's another of their assistants. That's All there. I know and is it's not Chris Beard. Mark Adams is there. Yeah, like, I don't, it's not going to matter because Beard would, is yeah. elite. I would feel a lot better about Iowa State's rebuild if Oklahoma is without Long Kruger and Texas Tech is without Chris Beard. What do you do if you're Beard? You're a Texas. You're a longtime uh, Texas assistant coach, but you've you made a final. You made a final I with pulled, Texas Tech, I and you're getting his, paid. I pulled his salary. It's it's immense. He he gets well. First of all, he gets hundred thousand dollar raise every year. Must be rough. He is going to get. He's scheduled to make four point four million next year. Oh my gosh, that does a 4. lot. Four point five, four point six, four point seven every year. He that got is double the Iowa State job. Yeah, he he made over four million this year. <laughs> so, but so like if he goes to tech, what is he going to get five uh, from Texas? Hmm. The buyout's if, not much. His he, his buyout's only like four million. Get this: if he goes to Texas, it means probably at least five, which would put him above Sarkeesian. Wow. Could Texas pl- pay their men's basketball coach more than football <laughs> coach? For Chris Beard, you probably have to do it. So they're also opening a brand new arena. Mm-hmm. So they have to hit a home run here, and they've got money. I mean, it's Texas. But I, if I'm Sark, I might go, "Hey, now." I think you could try and get Beard. I don't know if you're Beard, though. I mean, would Dana Altman be a good hire for Texas? I don't know. He's like 67. He's, he's, he's 62. Oh, is that what? I'm sorry. I was thinking of Beheim. Yeah, Beheim's. He's 68. Beheim's. I like, for what it's worth, I've, I grew up an Altman fan because of Creighton. That I, think he's, I, I grew up he, watching Creighton. So I, I, but like, would he's that. He's a great coach. I don't think that. Is he going to win a national title at Texas? I don't know. I think Beard could. I th- you I you you got to just back it up for Beard at this point, and then because then it reduces. Not only do you get a great coach, but you also take away from a rival in the conference. I mean, it'd be doubly effective. <sighs> but I don't know. I mean, if you're if you're uh, if you're Beard, you've done this great thing of building that program up. You've got a good pipeline of players. However, at the end of the day, it's Lubbock, and you just can't recruit to Lubbock like you could to Austin. Okay, I just pulled up the 247 site for Oklahoma. Here's who they have listed. Porter Mosier. I just can't see him going I don't there. either. That not down there. That does Doesn't not fit. seem like a fit. Dana Altman. He's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Grant McCaslin. Okay, that's the North Texas guy. Yep. <laughs> this, this site needs an editor. Uh, it says Kellen Sampson. Oh, Kelvin's son who's at Houston. Oh, so I'm sorry. Sorry to the no, uh, it's, it's, yeah, 247 it's site there. It's his son. I didn't realize he had a son on the staff. Yep. Who's the who's laughing now? That guy. Um, And then Mark Turgeon. Who you know that's, Yeah, that's not... I don't know. I don't know what else What about do. Tang? Like, I, why would why that guy it? be I, I don't on know. there? I'd rather get him than... I'm sorry. I would rather t- take him than a... Guy at North Texas. Low major coach who runs one of the slowest offenses in college it's basketball. Not pretty. Not pretty. Like, and even Mosier, Heinz and I had this conversation on the radio show on Friday when we were talking about Mosier in Indiana, like the possibilities with that. And it's just like, I know what he's done at Loyola, but I also saw what Greg McDermott did at UNI. And that, that is a thing. It's, it's, like, it's, hard, a, it's hard to get guys. Yes. I mean, you can coach them once they get there. And I know that and Greg can do coach. A great and I know, yeah. But it's getting the getting guys is the, the problem. What we've talked about for two months on this podcast. 
Yes. And yes. the ever-changing landscape. Maybe the North Texas guy, if he had better players, would, would play a more maybe. enjoyable brand I mean, we've talked about that with TJ, so... Yeah, so they could, that could possibly be. They, they were not... I, I caught them like six times this year, and just not... Todd Kirk bet on them every night. <laughs> he... Seriously. Big mean green basketball guy. Kirk always texts me his picks. And he loves the he mean green. All, he bets on North Texas every night. Man. It doesn't matter who Top they're playing. USA. Catch it. <sighs> Anyways. I, but it, this is huge. Like, this is a big offseason. I do think uh, the one part about Shaka is it is uh, between Shaka and Ben Johnson at Minnesota. Yeah, that was where I was going next. That is a huge deal for the future of Iowa State basketball because you are going head-to-head now with two elite recruiters if you're Iowa State. TJ is in that conversation as well, but his job got a lot harder in the last week. Uh, I think it's getting easier at, at home in the Big 12. Not Agreed. Easier is probably uh, not, but I think sure. it, this is good development for Iowa State Any, with the upheaval. Yes, anytime there's upheaval, it's a good thing. If you look at Campbell, right? Look at all the upheaval, the, the time out Iowa State football caught on. Yeah. Not and, a coincidence. <laughs> Walters made this sarcastic tweet the other day um, after Shaka left, and John tweeted that TJ's the eighth most tenured coach <laughs> in the Big 12. Um, and it, we're all laughing. It could be seventh. Yeah, if Beard if, jumps. If, if Beard jumps. Yep. So crazy. I'm okay with that. Like, let's mix up this league Weber, as much as possible. Weber's on the. Yeah, he's on the on the tightrope right now at K State. So the you're right on Ben Johnson and Shaka Smart um, abroad. When I say that, I mean outside the Big Twelve. I think life just got more difficult. Uh, Mike Woodson to Indiana today. I don't think that really impacts see, Iowa State see much. His head assistant's going to be no Mata. Really? Yeah, but he's not going to recruit. He's just going to stay at home and he's game basically play. their bench coach. Hmm. So he's not technically an assistant. He's a God, director what are they paying of him? a lot. Director so he's basically of, David Hobbs. Yeah, but with, with way like bigger paycheck. $2 million dollars a yeah. year or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then the other notable one I had, because we've talked about him a lot, we both like him, Craig Smith uh, gets the yeah, Utah job. Right. That That's welcome for me that he's going to be out west. I mean, I don't really think it matters, but... But a good fit for him in Utah. Yes. He can recruit the same type of player that he was recruiting to Utah State, just now in a Pac-12 program. The best conference in college basketball, the Pac-12. Conference of champions. Unbelievable. So, yeah, that's what I had on this. I just... The more craziness in the Big 12, the better. Yes. It has been so good for three years and so consistent for so long. That it's in order to move up. And remember, you you need to get better players yourself, or have other teams get worse. I mean, it's, I mean it's that simple. That's a thing too. That like Beard could leave, and that whole roster could transfer. Mm-hmm. In theory, now will it? I, I don't know. And but. those his assistant coaches, I would not call them dynamic. You they know are very, they are very good basketball people, but not dynamic personalities. So then you're in a really tough spot. If is it Kirby Hoka down there still the AD? What do you do? Like you want to keep it together for what you've built out of very little, but you've got guys that just probably aren't program leaders. True. He's gonna. So then what he'll do? Because he knows this as well. 
hey, Mr. Beard, what do you need? Six million? <laughs> I mean, what's what's going to work for you, if anything? So you're going to have a bidding war for Chris Beard, which benefits Chris Beard. Uh, the Iowa State women with a heartbreaking end. Oh, my gosh. To the season. I, I was... Just personally, as a fan, devastated from that game. Like I was, I was paralyzed from it. I, I couldn't focus Still on anything. Sickening the way it went down. What well, now? You give us. You're the guy who loves the refs. Like was I love officials. You do, and mm-hmm. it's, I'm not coming at you. What did you think about the end of that game? I think it was three officials not wanting to determine the outcome that ended up determining the outcome. That's fair. They called it differently at that stage of the game. Than they, they let him play yeah. all the way to the end. But the problem is, by so there's this, the two sequences that I think they, that in my opinion, they got wrong on both of them. The, the Narski jump ball. Okay. Correct. Where she was fouled three times before. <laughs> and there was never even dual possession. Now, it's one of those things where it's like, well, we got a problem. Because I've been, like, when you're an official, we got a problem here. I've got all this contact. I've got swinging elbows. I'm calling a jump. Stop it. Yeah. I do think, by rule, Donarski should have got called for flagrant one. I thought so, too. I, I was for sure that she was going to get one when I watched that replay. But at that point, the official goes, oh, no. We missed three fouls prior. On, but it goes to my point. We're not determining the outcome of this game. So you think that that's what the conversation was like? No. Oh. It's never said that way. In his head, yeah, and in, 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 I think it, I think Lisa Cross was the head official. Of it. I might get that wrong. I'm so, her head, uh, her head. My yeah. apologies. Um, but it's the same theory, though, right? Like you don't want to determine the end of this really high octane game, so we're just going to let it let it play out, let the players determine it, which is a fine theory. Like I am a very much under officiate rather than over officiate. Like I I do not want my whistle to determine the outcome of the game. However, when you're in that spot. And there is a foul, multiple fouls on that. You got to call it right away. And then the player's not swinging the elbow and you don't get into that situation. So that's one. And in the end where Jones appears to be some contact, I think the first block was clean. I don't think there was a foul there, but on the follow, the player behind her displaces her completely, gets the arm on the back. But in that point, the official who's looking at it under five seconds, under whatever, six seconds. Play it out. You know, that's the thing. Like, Does it, it hurt, too, that th- – th- does it hurt that Ashley does that all the time? It does. Because yeah. it's just – everybody knew what Iowa State was going to do. And it And it's also very effective. That she doesn't sell it. Yeah. Because she she's so playing. tough. She's so tough that she's just going to keep going. Yeah, she doesn't and flop. She's not, and yeah, she's not falling down. Like, honestly, and the best, best advice I would give in that situation – if she falls down, she probably gets the call. But because she lost it, regathered, and lost it, I mean, it looks like, okay, you could argue that that ball was loose and therefore it's not a foul because she was already going after the ball. So it's just unfortunate. Like, you never want to lose that way. I will say, uh, again, class response by everybody involved with the program didn't even talk about in the post game. Like, it would have been easy to say, yeah, we got, we got jobbed. That was unfair. We, we deserve to be in the Sweet 16. But Fenley and staff took the high road. I did, I, it'd be hard for me to do in that st- and Because that was, man, you feel, you just feel for everybody. It was a brutal year. And 
they hadn't been to the Sweet 16 since 2010. Like, that staff really wanted it, and they were right there. Yeah. Like, you just the you only, feel for them. The only silver lining is that team's so young. Right. They're going to be back. Yeah. I, it, it reminded me a little bit of losing the Big 12 championship game this year because you just had a f- – now – Good comparison. But I, I just – when I left – Arlington, I was sick, but I also was like, all right, we're going to be back next year. Well, it's just frustrating because Iowa State was the better team on that night. Yeah. It just didn't 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 get it done. It's hard to hit 16 threes and lose, yeah, but it's also hard to win with 24 it, turnovers. And that's it. Yep. You know, but I, I just felt so bad for all of them. Um, mainly for me, it was like um, specifically Madison and um, Kristen, Kristen and Ray. Ray yep. Specifically um, – Maddie, only I, I I single her out only because she comeback player of the year, maybe in college basketball. Like she just tremendous. Like she was not herself a year ago, and I frankly didn't know if she had that in her anymore. Yep. And I just thought she played. She she was their MVP in a lot of games down the stretch. She didn't necessarily have Ashley's stat lines, but man, like she was making. Like defensive plays, and she was just really good, and that it it, it just sucks. But yeah, it, what it, else do you say? And you know, somebody asked me who's going to come back from from that group. I would say better chance than not, none of them do. Yeah, I would do the same. I don't know anything, but but if there was a player that would come back, I think it'd be Scott. I still would again. She hasn't really been healthy either. Right. So you but wonder if she could get fully healthy and maybe that'd be a motivator. It's it seems like Johnson and, and Wise both would like to just start careers. Yeah. Or I think Well actually Madison already has an internship. There you go. With the Indiana Pacers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they Fantastic. tweeted that out. Yeah, she's gonna go work for the Indiana Pacers. Or I think Scott so the reason why Scott has enough potential that if she can put together a healthy, productive year, she could play professionally. I think with mm-hmm. her skill set, so maybe that's why she would want to stay and put another season together. Or we'll see. I don't know. Maybe she just wants to move on and 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 go. But they could really use her to come back. Honestly, then you're probably a top ten, top fifteen program next year. But just a bummer, just a complete bummer. I haven't been that. I haven't been that mad after a basketball game. <laughs> Kansas, the the Blarge. That's their the UAB game. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't even that mad after it. I was like numb after that game. I, just, I couldn't even believe what I, just, I had just and seen. The, and the problem is, like, my favorite line as I use this as an official. Well, the first minute of the game, my foul call is just as important as the last minute. But it's like, no, not really. I mean, yeah, really, it's not. It, it's, not it's not the same. It's not that your and dad he, always pulls that crap on. No, I, I had to chat with my dad. Dennis, like, yeah, that is missed. not true. My, my dad even agreed. Like, yeah, you probably should have called the reach on the jump ball. Sorry, Dennis, that's a lie. <laughs> it's it's vastly more important in the last minute. I did my favorite line though as an official is, <laughs> you can tell a player well, you had a turnover. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why no, I like I appreciate I, that. That is why I couldn't like just totally lose it. Though. Yeah, it, they did turn it over twenty four times, so yeah. it's like. And you're, you're damn lucky you hit 16 threes, really. Yeah. So, it was, I mean, it but, are, but it doesn't change the terrible calls at the, the end. The officiating a hole, and you go, well, you missed how many shots today? So quit blaming me. <laughs> but yes, it was still not great. 
I, I they missed it. They missed it. All right. Um, last but certainly not least. I probably should have led with this, and I just had forgotten to. Uh, really tragic news out of Ames today. Did you see uh, it? I did. Wow. That um, This Awful. is the tweet from Dave Price from Channel 13, uh, that Iowa State has confirmed that five members of the crew club capsized during practice today at Little Wall Lake in Hamilton County. Three were rescued. One body was recovered. Another student is still missing. So just um, really tragic. Um we also had, you know, the loss of uh, Rosamina a couple of years ago. Right. Um, Bella. Yeah, Nick, yeah. The crew club. Just a tough stretch here. That's I, really sad. I knew a couple people involved with that, and they practice at all hours. I mean, they, they have a, like a rowing facility they use in the winter. So when it got warm enough, I'm sure they're like, yeah, let's get on the water. I mean, it's just. Brutal, and I'm guessing the winds today. Yeah, I, I mean, who knows why? But sure, we'll keep learning on, more. Just devastating, sad, really sad stuff. So we wanted to uh, pay our respects to that group up at Iowa State that's having a really hard time. With that, Bloom, uh, I, I I do think this will be a busy week. I think by Wednesday or so, Iowa State will have announced its new. Uh, probably not all the support staff, but the. Three, so we know Daniel Robinson. Yep. I think the other two will be official by, I would guess by the end of the day, Tuesday, it could go into Wednesday, but that's, that's coming up. And at that point, uh, it's like a uh, recruiting gone wild. The transfer portal already has over a thousand players. I'm guessing it'll be close to 1500 when it's all said and done. There's 350 programs in <laughs> Division one, okay? So do the math. There's over three per program that have left now. Yeah. You'll end up over four. So everybody has to add it's potentially four players. The old Will Smith Wiki Wild West. Wiki Wiki Wild. Wiki did, you, wild. did you watch the movie? I don't or just do the song. I just did the song. Okay. Big Will Smith guy back in the day. You know what? He's not English though. All right, Bloom. Uh, we'll see you next Sunday night. All right, my friend. Yeah, we'll do, do the podcast on Easter. Easter's next. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's coming up. Coming up. Make sure you get all that dog poop in the backyard picked up. It's supposed to be warmer this week. Good. Thank God. All right, guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. So devoted, devouring, delicious, the sins that we